Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. And I want to go ahead and make an apology. I had the wrong episode last week. This is episode 169 this we week. We had two 167. Yeah, so uh, just know we got... 167.1 and 167.2. Exactly. You, know, we, you never make mistakes. I was kind of disappointed in you, Pops. I know. I'm just an unmistaking person. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> but anyway, as you listen to the podcast, just make sure that it takes a couple minutes uh, today. Invite people. More and more people are listening. I Again, I... Uh, at our church, hear people saying, listen, we, uh, we love the podcast. We tell people about what's going on. So just keep it, keep at it. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, text, whatever it takes to get people involved. And you can actually make personal invitations. Say, Hey, listen, you need to listen to this podcast. So anyway, it uh, just helps us stretch our reach beyond our immediate church family. Um, now pastor, you know, I know that we are big believers in ministry here at Northwood Baptist Church. We, uh, we believe that uh, people to be fulfilled as followers of Christ need to be involved in ministry. But what we don't want to happen, and uh, we've had these discussions before, is that one of the greatest ministries that we can do is be a minister to our family and right, ministry right. to our family. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about how we can best use uh, ministry to our family, how we can best do ministry to our family. And we've got our children's uh, director. Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. I think okay. that's what we call her. Okay, children's director, uh, Anna Johnson here, and she's going to help us think this through today. So, Pastor, why don't you Anna, start getting us going? You ready? I'm going to try to be ready. Are, are you a little bit nervous? <laughs> a little bit. Why? Um, because I can hear myself really loud in my ears. <laughs> uh, so Anna's been with us for a, what two years now? Three years? right at two years. Two years ago, October we brought 1st. Anna yeah, yeah. on October first. Well, happy anniversary! Thanks. I didn't realize it was October first. So she's been with us a couple years now and has done a phenomenal job of helping us to uh, uh, minister to our families and our kids. And she does a great job organizing the ministry. And uh, yeah, you, you do all right. Thanks. Yeah. Amen. So, yeah, I know that that we appreciate her. She she's probably the sharpest person we have on our staff. Definitely. Yeah. I've been waiting two years for y'all to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Well, we knew. We, we, are, we knew all along. We knew, we all, knew all along. Gonna, That's right. You know, but, but she's going to help us think through some of these issues today because, because here's the deal for me. I know we, if you're listening, we all have some different experiences in our childhood when it comes to church. Some of us grew up in the church. Some of us did not grow up in the church. Trey, you came to faith uh, as a teenager. Yeah. Um, Anna, you grew up in the church. Your, your dad was a pastor. And mm-hmm. so... Uh, you know what that's like. Um, my dad was not a pastor, but I grew up in the church. And um, but I just remember for me as a kid, um, I have I have wonderful, and this is not everybody's story, but it's my story. And I have wonderful memories of of the church as a child because I was in, I mean, I wasn't in a big church. I was in a mm-hmm. small church, uh, but it was a church that really prioritized, you know, ministering to families yeah. and, and making sure kids were loved on and nurtured and I just have great memories of, of being a part of a church as a child. And I think God used that, obviously, very instrumentally in my life. And and that's what I want for our kids at Northwood. That's Amen. what I want for kids at any church. That's that, right. that as they grow up, they grow up uh, with, with relationships that they can take with them for the rest of their lives. They grow up, um, you know, understanding the things of the faith, obviously. They grow up knowing 
They're loved by God and loved by his people. That's mm-hmm. what I want. For, and I want our kids, and when they come, I want them to learn. I want them to grow. I want them to have fun. I want it to be, you know, an enjoyable time in their lives as they're, I mean, I, I was talking, we had a deacon's meeting last night, Trey. Um, you weren't Yay. there, but I was there. But our, our deacon's meetings are actually pretty good. We, yeah, we, we have we, good, we, deacons. We got good deacons. We love but, our deacons. But yeah, I was telling our deacons last night that, you know, um, I'm just very thankful that my boys, I believe, are growing up in a church that they love. And I Amen. think they're going to have the same experience that I did when I was a kid. Isn't they're that gonna, neat? Yeah, they're going to be later that. on in life and, and really appreciate these years they've had at Northwood. And I want that to be the story of every child that they grew up appreciating uh, the, the church they were in. And so just thinking through how can we as a church um, come alongside of our parents and our children and help them uh, to grow in Christ and and help this season in their lives, whether you're a parent with young children or mm-hmm. if you're or the children themselves, how can we make sure that this season is one of the most impactful, powerful, and meaningful seasons of of their lives? That's what we want to think about. And so Anna, who is our children's expert, expert, I like that parenting I expert like and lots of other expertise is going to help us think through this. All right. Well, today we're going to be talking about four ways to minister to our families, and so. Uh, Anna, one of the things that uh, we had talked about this before the show, uh, how we're going to do this, and we, one of the best ways that we can minister to our families is the first thing you say is serve. Yeah, so this sounds like a same, uh, like a shameless plug because I'm the children's ministry director. It's and okay. I'm always looking for people to serve, but um, whether you're a part of our church mm-hmm. um, or if you're a part of another church, um, it's important for parents to know that while they are being fed spiritually, that their children are safe mm-hmm. and also um, being spiritually fed. So um, I know for, for Northwood, our church is growing significantly mm-hmm. and um, we need more volunteers than ever um, because we've got, you know, new families that are coming every week. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have new babies that are being born <laughs> yeah. frequently. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so this ministry, you know, is, is definitely growing. And, um, you know, they say that if a children's ministry isn't growing in a church then the church isn't growing. Yeah. Um, and so that's a really, really good, um, identifier for growth in the churches that the children's ministry is growing. Um, but you know, we've got a lot of people that come out, um, to serve, you know, during the summer we've got VBS mm-hmm. and, um, we have a hundred volunteers that show up every single night for a week. Um, but we need those volunteers to show up the other 51 weeks too. That's right. Um, because if we don't have a safe space and a, and a good ministry for our kids, then the parents aren't going to be there either. Um, because they, they need to know that, stuff's happening for their kids. Um, and what I always tell people is if everybody serves just once a month Mm -hmm. or twice a month, then everybody gets a chance to not only serve and be a part of this wonderful ministry, but also they get a chance to be served as well, um, on the weeks that they're not serving. Mm -hmm. So, um, if we all just kind of take a turn, right, we teach our kids that if everybody just takes a turn, then we're able to do what we need to do in ministry. So you see serving, in the children's ministry is an opportunity to teach your own children the importance of serving. I guess that's where we're right. You know, headed it, with this. it shows our kids that, um, you know, it's not like we're trying to take a break from them. Mm-hmm. Um, even though that might be part of it for us is that, you know, somebody else is teaching our kids for that hour, two hours a week, but, um, seeing, you know, when a parent, gets involved in something that their kid is involved in, then the kid is going to be more excited about that thing as well. Um, so, and I've, I've always said, you know, that 
and I'm sure I heard it somewhere else, but children's ministry is not just for children. Children's ministry is family ministry. And um, when we think about our church being a family, Mm -hmm. right, then we want to serve each other in that way as well. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, for a lot of people just, I mean, honestly, for me, because of the role that I'm in, I don't get to serve in children's ministry very often. And so for someone like me, honestly, that doesn't get to serve in children's ministry very often, it's kind of scary. Right, because I, I don't work with kids a whole lot, and I, and I would imagine that that there are some people that are hesitant to volunteer yeah. to yeah. serve with children because it is kind of scary. They might not be like Anna and have the background in mm-hmm. children's ministry. Anna was a, a, a school teacher for a number of years before she came to children. A lot of people don't have that background, so not right. that background or training um, can be intimidating, especially I think for a lot of, of men. Right? Uh, yeah, that, I would that say we just that's don't probably feel like we true. Naturally, fit into that that area of ministry because you know for whatever reason. Um, but it's not as scary as you think it might be. It's really not. And something that I have um, told young people that I've spoken to in college, mm-hmm. um, especially, but, you know, people say, well, I don't have any experience with kids. And so I'm like, okay, well, everybody raise your hand if you were a kid. Right. And everybody raised <laughs> yeah. their hand, right? So you right? do have experience So as everybody a kid. has yeah. experience yeah. with children because you started out as one, right? Um, so Some of us are still kind of childish. And so well, we have more experience, <laughs> but that's another Don't podcast. bring me into that, please. Right. But, um, you know, even if even if you don't have experience with, a chi- with, with children, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not a parent, um, you know, if you can think back to when you were in school or when you were in church and Sunday school and that sort of thing, I'm sure that almost every single person can think about one teacher that made yep, a difference absolutely. for them. Absolutely. And, you know, whether it was at church or at school, if you can implement some of those things that that teacher did for you, that Sunday school teacher, mm-hmm. that grade school teacher, if you can do one thing for another child yeah. that a teacher did for you, yeah. then you're going to be the one that they remember. That's true. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and it really is. I mean, in, in a church like Northwood, we're going to help you. We're going to give you resources. We're going to train you, all those kinds of things. Uh, but just to be present and to show care for a kid, it goes a long way, right? And I know my boys come home talking all the time about their Life Connection Group leaders, their wanna leaders, you mm-hmm. know. I think about some men who have stepped up and served yeah. in our children's ministry and what an impact that has made on my boys. I mean, it's just a big deal. So so anybody can do it. Anybody For can sure. serve in children's ministry, whether it's one Sunday a month or whatever the case may be. And it's such needed. It really, and it shows those parents, hey, we care, we care about. And, and I would just say too, and we might be getting in this minute, I mean, um, especially some of our older adults. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal to have older adults mm-hmm. come alongside it these really younger is. parents and help them and, uh, and seeing some of our older adults serve in children's ministry. It's just a, it's just a big deal. What's the next one we got? All right. So the four ways to minister to our families first is serve. Second is encourage. Don't discourage. Oh, what do you mean, Anna? Okay. So this is a big one. Um, especially like in mom culture, I see. Um, but like there, I, it's like we have this, um, the sense of needing to compare our journeys with mm-hmm. each other and you know, all of our kids are different, yeah. right? Um, so what you're going through as a parent might not be what I'm going through as a parent right? or it might be what I'm going through as a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, but saying things like, you know, when you see that first time mom, you know, about to deliver their, their first precious bundle and you're like, Oh, you know, just wait until that, just get as much sleep as you can right now. Cause as soon as they, as soon as they're here, you're never going to sleep again. And while that might be true, <laughs> it's no, not the most encouraging, it's not encouraging, you know? right? The, yeah. You know, that mom doesn't want to hear, I'm never going to sleep again. Um, <laughs> you know, sure. or wow. when, when they're, 
infants, you know, and you're like, well, just wait till they're in the toddler years that, you know, that's really hard in it. Like, we don't want to hear how bad it's going to get. We mm-hmm. want to hear, you know, what a joy it is in this moment, yeah. Yeah. you know, and while it is much easier to discourage, mm-hmm. um, it's much more meaningful when you encourage each other. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, what do you do with that when somebody says that, you know, you I mean, smile and laugh. Yeah, I guess <laughs> you do have to laugh it off. Yeah. Cause I mean, you're going really, this is what, anyway, right? go right. ahead. So, um, you know, parents are already feeling tired, right? I mean, we're all parents mm-hmm. and so we're, we're all tired all the time. Um, you know, we already feel discouraged because yes. our kids are being kids, kids. and yeah. you know they're um, going through their own stuff, and we're trying to figure out how to um, disciple them at home, and mm. that's really hard. I know we just finished a parenting seminar that um, went through a lot of a lot of great ideas of how to disciple your kids, and um, but like whenever you do see that mama that is struggling with a teething baby, or you see that um, that dad that's you know having to get onto his 12 year old son outside of church before Sunday morning. Um, you know, don't, don't use that moment to tell them how bad it yeah. is going to be. Uh, um, yeah, use that moment sure. to tell them, you know, that they're doing a good job, that's you know, right. like that's I, right. I, you know, mom, I see you, you know, can I hold that baby for a minute while you go get some water or, you know, like, you know, dad, you're doing a great job. You know, not every dad shows up for their kid like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just being that encouragement is really, really helpful. Yeah, that goes a long way. And to think about, okay, like you said, Anna, every family is different. Every kid is different. Mm-hmm. And your family might not have the struggles that another family mm-hmm. has, or their, your struggles might be worse than what another family struggles mm-hmm. are. And just, just keep that in mind. You don't, you don't know the whole story. You don't know what's going on. You don't know the struggles are taking place. You, and, and, and to say things like, you know, um, uh, I would never let my child, or if my child did that, they would have gotten this. Or when I was a kid, if I'd have done, and I and I hear that kind of stuff a lot, and I probably say that kind of, kind of stuff more than I need to as myself. But just those things are not helpful for mm-hmm. a parent who's struggling. And you know? I will say, I will say this about our children's ministry: y'all model that. Y'all very much model that. Um, many a time I've walked in and you have said a mother's dealing with one of the toddlers and you say, well, let me hold the baby for you. I mean, I've actually heard mm. you say those words. And so, you know, those are the type things you do. Don't say, well, that toddler, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know those type things. And that is huge encouragement. And, and, and while we're all, I think, at least in our church, I think we're all we're striving to be gospel centered parents, discipling our kids and, and all those kind of things there, there are still some nuances in our parenting philosophies. Mm-hmm. Right. Of course. Right? The, the way Anna might do things in her home just might not be the way I do things in my home. My way is not better. Hers way is just different. And just understanding mm-hmm. that every kid is different. Every family is different. And every perspective of parenting is, is sometimes different too. And allowing mm-hmm. a lot of grace when mm-hmm. we, when we, I agree. when we uh, are observing different parenting uh, styles or the case may be, um, we're all in this together. And I think every parent would say that parenting is one of the most joyous things you can do with your life, but it's also one of the most stressful and difficult things you yeah, can do. I was yeah. going to say and it's so also we, difficulties we involved. We need a lot of grace and, and every parent needs a lot of encouragement and uh, every parent needs a lot less discouragement. Cause I'm promising you that family that's struggling, they're already discouraged enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're feeling it. They're feeling the way they, they don't need other people to come alongside and add on top of that. When our family went through some difficulties uh, several uh, many years ago, actually now, you know, thank God our church came along beside us yeah. instead of saying, you jerk, you are yeah. an idiot. Yeah. You did everything wrong, you know, but, People, uh, they might not use those exact words, but they're 
Yeah. They're very discouraging when they see something go wrong in yeah. a family, yeah. especially a pastor's family. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, and that's that can be brought over to every family where people need to have say, hey, listen, you know, this is a great opportunity to just love on that kid while he's going through this or whatever it is. Absolutely. And that's what I was told. You know, yeah. this is an opportunity for you to demonstrate your love to your child. Absolutely. And you if know. you can't get encouraged at church, then where are you going to get encouraged? They get enough of that junk out there. Right? They don't need it when they come to the Lord's house. Yeah, for so. sure. All right. So uh, we're again, we're talking about four ways to minister to our families. We've talked about serving, encouraging. And now we're. this is a really good one. We talked a little bit about this. Older parents befriend younger parents. Yeah. So um, this, I feel like, is, you know, a lot of, um, and thankfully not, not often in our church do I hear this, but I have heard, um, you know, well, I already did my time, you know, I, you know, like from, wow. from, the, wow. and yeah, like that's not encouraging. Like, like, let's prison. go back to point two. That's not encouraging. Right. Um, but seriously, like if you think about, um, families, you know, young families that maybe didn't grow up in a Christian home. Mm-hmm. Right. So they don't necessarily know what it looks like to be, a, um, you know, a, a fully, you know, successful adult with successful children, yeah. you know, as a Christian, right? So mm-hmm. we've got um, young families that might need that model of what an older Christian family looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got, you know, families that are, um, especially here, you know, we've got military families that yeah. um, are away from their family or other families that have moved here, mm-hmm. you know, for, for one reason or another, and they don't have grandparents close by and they don't have that, that extended yeah. family. Um, so what would it look like for, mm-hmm. you know, our, our older congregation, the one, the ones that have, um, have already quote done their time. Mm-hmm. Um, what would it look like for those, those parents to, step into the life of those younger parents and say, you know, why don't y'all come over for a Sunday dinner with us? Or when is your, when is your student, you know, when is your child having, um, you know, their next baseball game? Like, let me come cheer cheer them on with you. Um, so what would that look like if, if our older adults stepped into, um, you know, into those roles for mm-hmm. these families that might be missing out on grandparent time, um, or, you know, family families, yeah. you know, they, they need each other and we need that, um, that generational support. And I know you'd probably say echo this pastor. We've always had it. Every church we've been to, we've always had people that have stepped into that role because yeah. our grandparents, their yeah. grandparents weren't around. That's the case with my kids. So. My, my parents and Stacy's parents uh, do not live in the area. And so, so what we did a couple years ago, um, is, is I, I, I intentionally went to an older couple mm-hmm. that I admired in our church and I said, Hey, you know, my parents aren't here. You know, Stacy's parents aren't here. Yeah. Um, would you mind kind of, you know, spending some time with my boys every now and then and just, um, kind of being their adoptive grandparents, just kind of come alongside, help me. And, and, and that particular couple, um, and this was several years ago, it's probably three, at least three or four years ago. Um, they, they grabbed onto that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And man, it, I can't, that, that has been the greatest gift to my family. Wow. Is having that, that couple, um, just invest in my kids, you know? And, and I think about just all the time, like I, I, I remember last year with basketball and baseball, I've got both my boys playing basketball and both my boys playing baseball. 
I don't think they missed a single game that my boys played in either basketball that is so or baseball. Cool. I mean, they, wow. And just all those big events, they, they've tried to be there, and that has been um, a huge blessing in my family. And I, I remind my boys on a daily basis, you know, um, I know life is hard sometimes. I know you guys, you know, you're, you're trying to figure life out, but you need to know you're loved. You're loved by your mom and dad, and think about all the people in our – because, I mean, that, that couple has played a very intentional role, but there's so many other couples in of our course, church that yeah. come alongside and encourage my boys and loved on them, and just I, I just constantly tell them, you are so loved by people. Mm-hmm. Do not think for a moment that you're not. And that's because people in our church have been intentional uh, to, to love on, on my kids, and um, and we've sought that out too. We, we have not been afraid to ask people to – and so I would say, you know, you know, I'm obviously in a different position. I'm the pastor, so I, 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 I tend to know a few more people in the mm-hmm. church than, than some do because of, of my role. Uh, but, but I bet you, if you're a family at Northwood or even another church, you you know some older people in your congregation mm-hmm. that that you admire. And maybe for you, it is just finding that uh, an older couple, and you just taking the initiative and asking, "Hey, um, my my kids could really use some more support and love. Would you mind, you know, just." Whatever it looks like, I know what we're trying to do here with our teenagers is our 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 senior adults are actually starting to adopt our teenagers. Yeah, it's really cool. Where ministry. they're going to you know be ministering them over the course of the year. So we're we're trying to put some things in place to to help those things happen a little more. But man, that that's just really powerful to know. Because I remember that as a kid. Now it wasn't. I don't think my parents went to a particular group of older adults and said, "Hey, would you adopt my kids?" or anything like that. <laughs> but <laughs> I do remember having lots. Please adopt my right, kids. Right. But I do remember having, and, and, and it, it felt like when I was growing up at church, I had a, a lot of adoptive grandparents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I just really did. And you probably had that same story because you grew up in the church. You're yeah. With and pastors. As, as, a, as a pastor's kid, you know, um, I know we get a bad rap sometimes, <laughs> but, um, you know, I feel like there's so many benefits of being a pastor's kid too. Um, Absolutely. That, you know, there were always, there were always people showing up for us um, and, I, I still have good relationships with a lot of those people, um, that, that invested in my life as a young person. So. Absolutely. And they, I mean that, and so what we're saying though, is that, you know, they can also be proactive. Some of our, some of our older parents can be proactive in looking for a family that they can adopt as well. Say, Hey, listen, you know, let's, let's get together. Listen, you know, so it's not just waiting on, uh, the younger families to, to come to them. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just taking that and looking and seeing Sometimes that. they feel, you yeah. know, again, it's, it's, it's very uncomfortable at times to talk that way to people, but if you will be proactive, yeah. I guarantee you they're going to say, yeah, man, we'd I'm love to you, go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There are young families that are longing for extra support. And yeah. Care, yeah, know? definitely. And, and you think sure. about, you know, our older couples, man. I mean, I think about, you know, some of our older couples have had three and four kids or what the case may be. And there, there's so much collective wisdom, mm-hmm. you know, that they did some things right. They did some things wrong, oh, just yeah. like all of us, and they can pass on what they've learned, you know. And um, and 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 there's something special about about being a grandparent, and and um, you know, and, and just yeah, I mean, taking that initiative as an older couple, and really seeking out ways that you can pour into those younger couples because they really need it and they really appreciate that support for sure. Absolutely. So our challenge is be proactive, both sides, you know, seek out an older couple or an older couple, seek out a younger family that you mm-hmm. can help minister to. And you don't have to be weird about it. Like just find yeah, somebody yeah. that you're already no, 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 no. like already in the same, you know, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't promote good weirdness. word. Yeah, we don't promote <laughs> you don't weirdness. have to be weird about yeah. it. Right. We should have put that as one thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Or again, we're talking about four ways to minister to our families. We've talked about serving. We've talked about parenting is not a competition. We've talked about older parents befriending younger parents and vice versa. And now uh, this is probably, uh, we, we always think this is always a given, mm-hmm. but this is really the biggest part of foundation of what we're doing. And that is pray. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, so there are multiple ways that you can pray. Um, mm-hmm. and, and like you said, like this, we're the church, we should be praying. Mm-hmm. Um, but pray specifically, um, for opportunities to open up for you to minister to families. Um, that, that is something that, um, oftentimes when, when we don't pray, then we don't, we're not looking for the answer. Right. Mm -hmm. So God might be giving us opportunities, but because we're not, um, asking for them, we're not looking and we're not seeing that they're being given. So, um, definitely pray for ministry opportunities. Um, if you don't have the heart to serve, if you have that attitude of, you know, I'm not a parent yet, I'm not going to serve yet, or I've already done my time or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, pray for God to change your heart because we're not meant to sit on the sidelines. Um, so pray for your heart to be, um, to, to desire that that serving, um, attitude and then pray for the leaders that are already serving. Mm -hmm. Um, I know as all, all of us, um, we covet the prayers um, of, of our church, um, that we are, we're working for the Lord and it's our job as Christians to all, all be doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, just because, you know, you're not on staff at a church doesn't mean that you're, um, excluded from serving, but pray for the leaders that are serving, um, whether they are on staff or not on staff, um, volunteers, pray volunteers, for pray for the volunteers, yeah. pray for, um, our life connection group leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, those, those leaders are pouring into our, our children every single week. Um, and, you know, praying specifically for, um, different opportunities and different leaders. Um, if you need a list of leaders, I can give you a list Absolutely. of leaders to pray for. There you go. Um, I would love to get that together. That yeah. would be awesome. So there's definitely, um, specific things mm-hmm. that you can be praying for, um, in, in ministry. Yeah. And just think about these children, praying for these children. I mean, uh, cause we're doing it as parents, right? We're having conversations with our kids even now that my parents never had to have right. with me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, no, it's, yes. I mean, just things that just, you know, temptations and challenges and sin issues that, that honestly, you know, a generation ago just didn't even really exist in some ways. And if know? they did, they were in a back door somewhere that nobody, nobody, yeah, nobody, it nobody knew. It just wasn't out in front of everything, right? And so, so you know, our, our children and our parents, are they're facing some unique challenges that prior generations, every generation has their unique challenges. I get that. But our, our current generation is facing some unique challenges that we just didn't have to necessarily deal with like we have to deal with mm-hmm. now. And so just prayer for wisdom and, and how to walk through some very interesting days as we await the return of Christ. I mean, it's just yeah, it's weird times, man. And these, these kids, the world they're growing up in is completely different than even the world that I grew up in not too long ago. Trey, you grew up in the, you know. Here we go again. <laughs> go ahead. You back, can say it. Yeah, back when Abraham Lincoln was president. <laughs> um, so I know it was a lot different then. But you know. I'm a lot younger than you are. Oh, uh, there you go. Uh-oh. I think it's time to end the podcast, Pops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, uh, Anna, just kind of... Uh, I think the praying thing is a huge part of what we do, but we don't make enough of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so kind of give us, uh, I guess, three ways to pray. Okay, that's probably putting you on the spot a little bit, but two or three ways we can really say, okay, for this volunteer, for this this pastor, this minister, how can we best, or even for our children, what can we best pray for them? So I would would pray for opportunities to serve. 
Okay. Um, I would pray for your heart to want to serve, mm-hmm. um, or for your heart to change, to be sensitive to, um, those that are in, in the trenches, so to okay. speak. Okay. Um, and then pray for our leaders, mm-hmm. specifically our, our volunteers and our yeah. uh, children's ministry leaders. Um, and I don't mean just me, I mean, yeah, anyone who is serving in children's ministry. Um, and if you don't know where to start again, ask me, I can give you a name or if you have a, mm-hmm. a child or children in ministry, just start by praying for their teacher. There you go. Just start by Great. praying for yeah. their life connection group teacher. Um, because those teachers are, they're dealing with their own stuff too. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so praying for them to be strengthened and praying for them to, um, to, to be in tune with the Lord so that Amen. they can, um, you know, know what, what they need to be teaching our kids. Amen. Well, Anna, thank you so much for coming and sitting in on yeah. with us. And Thanks for letting me. It's been a joy. Absolutely. We'll do it yeah. again in a couple of years. <laughs> couple, yeah, two years. <laughs> two years. Right. Uh, anyway, well, pastor, thank you so much for allowing us to do this. And why don't you get us uh, closed out and get us ready for next week? Yeah, it was great having Anna with us. Was a blessing to you. And if it was a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five star review that helps us get word about the podcast out to our community. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life. Mm-hmm.